Welcome everybody to the Vincent Mance Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Vincent Mance. With me today to chat rugby league is Anthony Booker. Anth, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing um, great. Um, yeah, let's, let's get into it. We've got a lot to talk about, obviously. Um, first weeks of finals are over. Um, and yeah, we had a couple couple wins. The Chookies got up, which is good for you. Yeah, it is. Um. One game that really surprised me was the actual Canberra and Newcastle game. I did not expect that game to go down to the wire like it did, but it turned out to be a very um, entertaining game. It did. I think it was the um, most. I think it was the best game that I've watched this year. Do you agree? Yeah, same. Yeah, it'd be it'd be up there. Mm, it, it was, was very good. Yeah, it was very up and down. At one point, it looked like. Newcastle's going to win, then Canberra's going to win, and then Newcastle is coming back, going to win, maybe then Canberra and so forth. Yeah, momentum wasn't exactly one way. It was both ways. But momentum kept on shifting both ways. So, yeah, it tended to really be a really good game. Hmm. Um, just on a side note, we got all our predictions right. Mm-hmm. But I think we'll bit off with that last game. We thought that it was going to be a Newcastle blowout. Yeah. And it turned out to be a really close game, but the rest of them were pretty accurate and pretty spot on. Yeah, we were. Um, I thought, um, yeah, Canberra were a lot better than what I thought. But, um, yeah, I did feel like the Roosters were going to win. Um, I, I, while I did feel like Cronulla had a point to prove, I did feel like the Roosters were going to win that game. Um as for Penrith and Brisbane, I also picked them to win too. And we were in the same boat. Yeah, that was obvious. Yeah, they were pretty obvious, especially with like Sean Johnson being out and stuff. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, um, in today's podcast, what we're going to talk about is we're going to have a look at some commentary, um, dumb ideas, I'd call them, because um, I've done a lot of research on it now and I'll touch into that. We're also going to do a game with Anthony too called Fact or False where he has to guess whether something is fact or false pretty much. But before we get into that, the first thing I wanted to do was look back at our report cards. Now, on the last podcast, I did the um, first five teams that came in the bottom nine. And now we're going to look at the, the last four teams that we didn't do. So the first team that we're going to do today is Manly. Now, mainly I've given a C. Um, They came 10th in attack this year and 9th in defense. The reason why I've given them a C is because, well, they have, you know, sort of these building blocks at the same time, but they're sort of in the middle. They're sort of in no man's land, especially without Tom Travojevic. Um, I think, yeah. I think everybody knows the story. If that really Tontravojevic is healthy and playing throughout the season, then Manly can make the finals. But if he's not playing, then they don't make the finals. I think the one thing that's interesting as well is that it might be a bit of recency bias, but we see Tolotau Kula, he played fullback in the last two games of the season. And he looked really good during that period. And my question is really... Does Manly think about moving on from Tom Travojevic and think about putting Tolotau Kula as their future fullback? Now, I guess I'll leave for you guys to listen, uh, for you guys to think about that and for you, Anthony, to think about that. But what do you think of Manly's season as a whole in 2023? It was it was not. It wasn't. It was an up and down season for them, wasn't it? Like they've had a few. They got a few stars in their team. I'd say C. I'd probably give them maybe a C minus because they've got a lot of talent in their squad too. Like you can't forget, there's a lot of Origin players in that team, and there's a lot of young springing talent in that side too. So I reckon C minus is probably a better way. I'd probably put them. Mm-hmm. They could have gone better, 
Well, yeah, no tur. Well, you're right. No turbo. No manly. <laughs> right. That's pretty much. Um, but that could be a move in the future. It could be turbo could be put in the centers, and maybe Cola could be the next fullback. But I don't really see that happening. To be honest, like it's it might. I wouldn't. To be honest, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't mind the change. To try something different and might spark up the manly attack, but and maybe get Turbo playing like a like a center like he played in the Origins when we watched him like two or three was it two years ago yeah two years ago well, it was this year as well he played in the centers for New South Wales yeah and like he just jumps on both sides like I like to see that like I like to see Cola and maybe Turbo playing like a one side like playing like a rugby union style. Center, like have it inside and outside center, have it on one side of attack and watch him go, like watch him attack in that sense. Like, if you got two attacking players, and like if Seabot was had any idea of the amount of talent he's got um, in his squad, he'd probably be doing that mm. with Turbo and Cola with the amount of speed and ability like they've got. So, yeah, it could be an option, but really, it's all up to. Well, time will tell, really, wouldn't it, as we always say? I guess a follow-up from that would be, do you think that's best for the team? Because at the end of the day, as a head coach, you need to make decisions that are best for the team. Do you feel like it's best for Kohler to play fullback and move Travojevic into the centres? Or would it be better for the team that Travojevic stays at fullback with Kohler remaining at centre, despite knowing that, Travojevic at this point in his career probably doesn't play the full season. Well, look, depends how the coach uses these players. Like Kohler could play in the centers and be, um, like and use like the talent and can have like, their attack. Like I said before, they have like an inside and outside center, like they played back in the old times, like using the centers in that sense. Like it's mm. all up to see, but on the way he coaches it. Like mainly in general, they've got a lot of talent. They've got Olukawatu there. He was on the verge of making Origin this year. Um, they've got Cherry Evans, a captain of a, what the captain of Queensland and potentially, um, Australia, potentially. Um, like we've got some very good players. They've got Jerbo there as well, a great defender in the middle and a great leader in the pack as well. Got some massive forwards there. A lot of young talent as well. So, well, they've got a lot of X Factor. They just need to put it all together, really. And I think, yeah, I think that's what they need to do. That's the only comment I've got to make about Manly. Mm. We heard this idea from somebody else last season. Um, Would you entertain the idea of thinking about getting rid of Tom Travoyevich now? If you were to get rid of him, you probably think about trading him or getting something in return. Would you think about that, considering that he's on a pretty lengthy contract with a lot of money? I believe, just at the, off the top of my head, he's on about a million to a million, one point one million over the next three to four years. What do you think would be the best approach for Manly? Do you think you should get rid of him or just keep him? I reckon they can do like a maybe, I don't know, like a contract reduction maybe if they do decide to keep him. Like maybe put him on less money because of the amount of injuries that he's had. And if he wants to go elsewhere, well, then go elsewhere. But I don't think mainly I'm going to do that. I'm pretty sure they're going to keep him there as a one-man club. Yeah, I mean, they could also, as a possible idea, stretch the contract out. So instead of having a three-year, $3.3 million contract, it could be stretched out to, say, five or six years and he'd be on eight fifty, nine hundred, for example. Yeah, it could, yeah, they could do that. Yeah. So, what do you think uh, Luke Brooks does for this side next season? I think it just adds a bit more leadership to... Probably adds a bit more leadership and maybe a bit of spark. And it will allow him to play his own game instead of trying to control a team. 
we'll let him be more of an attacking half. We might see that side come out of him mm-hmm. um, throughout the season. So, yeah, that's what I reckon. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think if he is going to be playing 5-8, right, it looks like he will be playing 5-8, he's going to be more of that running 5-8, you would imagine. And that's the strongest part of his game. The only thing I'm concerned about Luke Brooks is that over the last two years, he's been injured. And, you know, if he continues along that path, then Manly's going to have both Travojevic and Luke Brooks out for some part of the year. Mm. So they've got to prepare for that area. Now, we'll move on. Next team is the Cowboys. The Cowboys last year came third um, and they're outside the, the uh, top eight this season. I've given their overall rating of a C minus. They were ninth in attack and 10th in defense. I think there are a lot of expectations on the Cowboys this year. I don't know what's happened to them, but it's really concerning at the club where you what do you make of the Cowboys this season very I'd probably give them a C it's very up and down for them wasn't it very very like there's some very low times from this year and they're very and then they had their very high times as well so like there was that's a season that just went like a real it's like a roller coaster season for them wasn't it well that's yeah. probably the best way to describe it but yeah, I'd say that's probably the best way to describe their season. Like they were going good, not going bad at the start. Then they won a string, string couple games together and win. Um, they get flogged by the Tigers. Then they go and flog the Tigers. <laughs> like hmm. they're very up and down. So, and I think they started. Yeah, that's about it. Like it was, they started getting on a roll. They should have probably made the eight. Like I'd probably it would be close to like a B minus if they ended up making the eight and beating Penrith, hmm. beating the Panthers and trying to knock their throne from the minor premiership. That just shows what really they didn't deserve to be in the eight if they were going through the season that they had. So they've got so, some yeah. nice building pieces, right? I I really like Drinkwater. I think he went on a a really good run just quietly. Around the same yeah, time did. as when Ponga went on the same run as he did. Yeah, he did. Dearden's production statistically went down this year as well, which is a bit concerning. Townsend started the year really well, but really dropped off towards the second half of the year. And if I recall, the Cowboys were linked to Lou Brooks at one point during the year too. Mm-hmm. We got guys like Jeremiah Nene, who's going to be on a big contract next year. He's statistically one of the worst defenders in the league playing his position. You got a bit of an aging forward pack with guys like McLean, uh, Tamalolo, even Luciano Leilua. He didn't really look like the same person. Peter Hiku, he's leaving the club as well. And obviously now with this whole Valentine Holmes thing, with the bag in his mouth and <laughs> taking the photo of him. So, I mean, what was he thinking, honestly? Um, really, it's um, – they feel like, again, one same thing with Manly. You know, I feel like Manly has a bit more potential, however. But for the Cowboys, they feel like just a bit of a, a no-man land team, right? No-man's land team. They're right in the middle. They don't feel like a, a really good team, but they don't feel like a really bad team. They're very um, messed up, are they? They're very messy at the moment after, like, people leaving and what's happened recently. Like, it's a bit of a clean-up to do at the Cowboys now, isn't it? Well, there's a lot of the older players who I think are going out now, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see a guy like Chad Townsend leave in the next couple of years because it seems like there's going to be a bit of a youth movement coming through. I mean, you got guys like Peter Hiku, um, James Tamo, they're both leaving. Maybe you're going to see older guys who are playing for the club right now leave that as well. And another guy that comes to mind would be Kyle Felt too. Mm. You see like him God, sort of like, going in and out. 
I feel like guys like Cole Felt, um, Chad Townsend, I feel like those two, maybe Peter Hugo and James Tarmer, their time's sort of done in the NRL. Mm. Like, I think for them, like a guy like Chad Townsend, his next big step would be trying to get a big contract over in the Super League. Mm. That'd be his next. If I was him, I'd be looking over there and go, I'd spend a year there, try and get as much money, be the marquee signing over there for a club that really like, that's preparing to progress up. And yeah, and that's what I'd be doing. Like what about what about Saudi Arabia rugby league? Where if they come in with the big money? Oh, mate, Saudi Arabia rugby league will pay for someone like Nathan Cleary like ten million to go over <laughs> per season. Yeah, it's a million per season. Oh, that that'd be no ten million. Well, It'll like, be ten million per season. I think that's what he get with his own house, penthouse house. Exactly. On yeah. top of that as well. <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um like well, like Ronaldo. That's all. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, what about um, that? What about the money difference between like NRL and soccer? Like they almost do the exact same amount of training. But the money difference, like they get paid like even NFL and basketball players, they get paid twice as much or triple or ten times the amount than some of our NRL athletes over here. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things that go into it. Um, you look at the crowds at NFL and NBA and all the fans there, and then you compare it to NRL as well. It's not even close. Yeah, it's true. Like those sports and soccer is more of an international game compared to what rugby league is, which is more of a national game in Australia plus New Zealand. That's right, yeah. Uh, next team we're going to look at is Parramatta Eels. Now, obviously, they made the grand final in 2022 and just completely fell off a cliff and didn't make the top eight this season. Now, I understand they lost guys like uh, Papali'i as well. Um, yeah, some real key figures within that side too. Sean Lane was getting injured throughout the year, and obviously they lost Dylan Brown throughout the year too. I've given them a C plus. However, there were six in attack and 11th in defense. Look, at the end of the day, I I don't know what's happened to this side. Um, they were just in the grand final. Now, I did have questions about them making the top eight this season, but I didn't feel like th- they would be in that sort of area, um, in that 7-8 area. But at times throughout the year, they look like a – a really good team that would blow out teams. But there will be also times like when they face, oh, like Penrith, for example, when they looked really good. There will be other times where they looked absolutely horrible as well. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about this Paramount Eels side and how they went throughout this season? This Paramount, um, well, they did make the green fall. They did lose a lot of key players. One you didn't mention is Reid Marnie. I think he was a key role in that side last year too. Mm. Um, but yeah, they should. Have, I reckon they should have at least made the eight. They should have been in that bottom six, and they should have stayed there. Like, there's a lot of that's a lot of mess in that club too. Like, also they're also on the same boat as probably Cowboys. There's a lot of mess that's happened. They're building, and now there's this mess. There's been discussions about a coach change for a while now with Brad mm. Arthur. And I was speaking to like, cause I know a lot of para fans and from a fans perspective, they all want Arthur out. Yeah. They all want him out. They all, they want to change. They need someone new. They need someone fresh. And to be honest, I think, I think Arthur's probably got one more year at that club. And if he doesn't at least get that side into the top four or, get him into the eight and get him through prelims at least, we can pretty much say that Arthur's time will be up. That's what I think. Possibly, yeah. They might have just had their run too at the end of the day. They just missed their premiership window. It could be That's out, right. but, you know, I didn't really like the Josh Hodgson signing and I get it. You know, they um, he medically retired at the end of the day, but he wasn't really a big factor for that club. I felt like, um, particularly on the field. 
I like Will Penasini as a young building block as well. Um, I think Clint Gutherson really took a lot of responsibility, especially when Dylan Brown went out. But I think it's interesting as well because there was a lot of talk about Clint Gutherson throughout this season where the Parramatta were looking on to get another fullback, someone like Jaden Campbell. But his production over the last, well, this season and maybe even after those reports came out would suggest that Clint Gutherson is their long-term fullback. Now, I think maybe a question for everyone listening and for you is, is Clint Gutherson the fullback for them to take them towards another premiership chance or do they need something else? I think that might be an interesting conversation to have too. Maybe some more players just to focus on it. Guys like Jermaine Hockgood, who had a really good year, a bit of a breakout year. Seems like a really nice young building block as well. But my only concern about this team is who's going to be their dummy half for the next five years. Is it Brandon Hands? Is it Jory Lusick? Is it someone else who's coming through the ranks too? So I feel like there are a lot of positions that need to be filled out for them to come uh, go back up towards that top eight position. You want to add anything onto that? Or what do you think? I like, well, I like Brandon Hands. I reckon he's a very good player. Very quick and very different compared to low hookers they've had. Like, I think they try and look for that, sort of like that leader hooker, where he's just more of that jump out and attack hooker. Hmm. Joey Lusick's been around for a long time. He's not young. He's been around. He's been to England, and they just brought him back. Mm. Um, he's probably good to have in the side too. I think they don't have a problem with their hookers. I think Brandon Hansen and Joey Lusick will be a very good combination of hookers because they both offer different um, things on the field. So not a very exciting combo, though. That's the only thing. Not very. It's an. Not a very exciting combo, but it's the combo that will work. Like, Brandon Hands, I reckon he's still got a lot of potential. Like, you got to remember, it's his first year of the NRL. Yeah. Right. So, and hookers, like, take a while. It's very different to other positions. They take a while to build because, to be honest, I think hook, being a hooker now is probably the second most important position on the field. Hmm. That's what I think. You can't. I had a really good thing. I was actually thinking about this in the car about like what positions are the most important, and obviously your halfback is the most important because they're your organisers and they direct the team. And the second most important was I was tossing up between the five eighth, the fullback, or the hooker, and I reckon it's the hooker because they're the they're the players that get the ball first. They have the first touch, so they have the first say of what where the attack goes pretty much, and they direct the forwards and try and keep that engine room in the middle. Like they're the go-forward as well, and the speed, and they determine the speed of the game as well. Like, you'll get Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith's probably the greatest hooker, probably change that position for the whole NRL at the moment. So Yeah. Yeah, you, you really might be onto something on that too. Definitely. I think that's definitely something we should talk about maybe in a later podcast, but I guess one more, the last team we wanted to talk about was South. Now, obviously, I've got to be careful with what I say because I'm going to be working for the club soon. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> I've given them a, a C plus. Now, obviously, not how the season wanted to end, but um, it seems like the you know this team really stuck in two timelines, right? You've got guys like Latrell, Cody, Cameron Murray and Damian Cook, who are like guys who you want in the team to win now, right? You want to win a premiership now. But then you got a guy like Lachlan Elias, who is more of a building block as well. Plus, this whole um, you know, internal sort of feud that's happening at the moment, obviously, it's not a good look for the club and needs to be sorted out throughout the preseason, uh, throughout the offseason and the preseason. Well, I said the yeah, I said the Bulldogs were the most interesting team to follow in the off season, but I also think South are up there in regards to 
the most interesting team to follow throughout this season too. What when turn field? I don't know what happened. Yeah, well, apparently from what I've heard, um, Jason Demetrio and his assistant coach Sam Burgess, they weren't seeing eye to eye. And that resulted in Sam Burgess leaving the club. Um, There's also yeah. been reports coming out as as to favoritism amongst the club with guys like Latrell Mitchell and Cody Walker. However, I think throughout, well, from what I understand from coaching and from my experience, you know, you've always got your best players will always have favoritism within the club too, because they're your most valuable players within the team too. What do you think of South season? They're very up and down and as well, they should have probably been the eight. I thought they were honestly like a top four side. <laughs> it's like it's like three teams you said that should be in the eight. There's, there could be only eight teams. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, but, they <laughs> should, but from the start of the season, they should have been in the eight. Well, there's a lot of teams in that eight now that should have been the that should not be in the eight, but they are. Mm. I do. That's what I'm trying to say. They should have been in the eight. Yeah, but that's what I mean by that saying. But I think with South, they pretty much they've got it. Like they've got the players. They've got it all sorted. They've got their key players, but I think there's one problem, and it's hmm. Latrell Mitchell. Latrell Mitchell's that problem. He's very up and down. But he's not... So Latrell Mitchell is that player. But don't want to bag him, but he's that player. He's a freak. When he's on his A game, he's probably the best player in the NRL. But he will do it he won't do it on a consistent basis. He'll do it in bursts. Mm. Right? And yeah. sometimes, and they've tried Latrell Mitchell, they've invested so much money into him because the amount of potential he's got. I think it's time what to say, like, hey, get your act together, otherwise we'll let you go. Wow. Like, yeah, that's what I think. Wow. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Man, would you really... would you move him back into the centres or keep him as fullback for next season? Possibly. If Jack Wyden's there, I'd probably put Jack Wyden at fullback. That could be sort of like an eternal punishment for him because he hasn't like like he's drinking like the one thing I saw like he was drinking during the week with Luke Combs. Um, I saw on TikTok. I'm like, if you're an NRL athlete and you got a game on. The week, like you don't drink with celebrities, no matter that. Let's like I get meeting them and stuff, but you don't like there's got to be like a fine line to cross as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and don't have anyone record you doing it too, and, and don't have anyone record you. That's right, don't have anyone record you because like kids are watching as well, and then kids are going to think it's all right as well. Mm. Like he's a role model, but like he's a great player, and he's got a lot of potential, but he needs to start playing consistent footy. Like you look at like all the best players, look at Cleary, you look at um you look at sometimes like not James Adesco, James Adesco now. Or like you look at um who's another player like Cam Murray for the South Sydney. Like they're talking about South. Like they're all players that play consistent footy. They're the same player every game. Or they play or if they're not, they try their hardest still where he you can see he sometimes stops, like you can tell when he stops trying throughout the game. Like, do you see that as well, or is it just me? Um, yeah, I do see that as well at times, but I do. Like when ta- there are like- also times as well where he's like getting really frustrated on the field and he would take out his frustration on other players. Like the guys in his previous um, the game against Newcastle where he uh, elbowed Tyson Frizzell in the head. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, he's got a, well, he's that type of player. Like, where his team's down, so just say when your team's down by like eighteen points, he should be that player to do something and try and lift his energy team up. That's the potential he's got. But instead, his team's eighteen nil. He's like, far out. This is bad. And he sort of like he doesn't chuck a dummy speed, but he sort of like does all that grubby stuff to try and get back at them rather than. Concentrate and go, all right, this is the time for me to excel and do something. 
Yeah. Like, and this is the time for me to be Latrell Mitchell, mm. to be the state of origin Latrell Mitchell. Like, he's like, if he got his discipline and his off the field stuff, um, his off his field, tra- off field training and really good, I reckon he'd be the greatest player to ever exist in the NRL. Wow. Yeah. That's really a bold statement. Because they're trying because they're trying to mold him like another GI. That's what they're trying the Souths are trying to do. Like they're trying to make him another they think he's the next GI. But no one's GI. But that GI is a freak. And mm. he has to be he has sort of has to be his own mold. Do you get know what I mean? Like he's a very similar player, but has yeah, sort of has to be his own mold. Yeah, I, I I know exactly what you mean. I think the one thing that I'd like to see the troll do is I want him to see him get healthier as well. If I remember correctly, he's not played more than 17 games in a season since he's joined South. So he's really been injured throughout the whole thing. Plus, if you know this from your sports science degree too, he had a, um, a, a grade one calf strain in the season and he was out for about 10 weeks. Do you know how long the injury, um, how long, well, how long they're supposed to be out for with the grade one calf strain? No, I don't. Um, well, if you read reports, uh, scientific evidence on this, it's um, one to four weeks and he was out for 10 weeks. So a little bit concerning about that sort of area, hmm. you know, what was going on at that period. But um I didn't mention that they were eighth in attack and eighth in defense. So they do, yeah, again, they were right in the middle. But at one point, Souths were coming first throughout the season. Looked like one of the teams to really challenge Penrith this season. But I don't know what's happened throughout the season, particularly in the middle. Um, they just completely just fell off the face of the earth, almost doing the same thing as what the Broncos did last season. Yeah. But, um, no, it's really interesting about that whole Latrell Mitchell soliloquy that you went on. Yeah, he needs, look, a lot of potential, needs to fix simple terms with Latrell Mitchell, right? My opinion, potential's off the roof and ability's off the roof and absolute freak, but needs to fix his off-field habits and off-field injuries or even like injuries in general for him to be a better player. That's yeah. my opinion. That's the summary. So, yeah. All right. We'll take a break. All right. We're back. Um, The next thing we wanted to talk about today was we looked at commentary stupid ideas. Now, I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or off the podcast, but we were talking about how Andrew Johns a few weeks ago mentioned something along the lines of players using um, screwing shoes in slippery conditions. Now, he again mentioned the idea during the Sharks-Roosters game. And I really wanted to have a look at, well, what exactly are screwing shoes? Because he keeps saying that, but I don't understand what that means. And quite frankly, I don't think anyone understands what that means. <laughs> you just got your hands in your head. We've had this, we have this discussion before. We've had it. So I had a look at what they are, and basically you get nails, right? you got the bottom of your shoe here, right, so the sole. And you drill in a bunch of nails here, and what it's supposed to do is help with traction, especially for people who are running in snow and in ice as well. So it's supposed to help with that sort of stuff. Now think about this, however. I don't know. Agree with me this. When you played, when you were younger and when you're playing now, referees will always come into the change rooms and check your studs, right? Yeah. And they would always check to see if you had the um, metal parts, right, the metal screw-ins because yeah. you weren't allowed to play with them. That's in junior footy. Yeah, in junior, but you're not allowed to do that anyway either in professional football too. Yeah, because... you're allowed to, no, no, you are allowed to have metal studs. You are you? This. Yeah, go on. So you, so you are. You are allowed to have metal studs, but they check the studs and they just go check if they're sharp or not. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's, I didn't know that's that. That's the reason. So they will all come in. So 
referees would come into the professional rooms, they go, oh, check your boots. They still check your boots now, but if you've got metal studs, they have to feel it. Yeah. And if they think it's not sharp and not dangerous to have on the field, then you're good to go. You're All actually right. – and, mm-hmm. and what he means by screwing shoes, like screw, it should say metal tips or metal stud shoes. Not screwing shoes, like no, but so... that no, no. What I'm saying is, he's actually referring to screwing shoes, it's not the metal studs, he's actually referring to putting the screws, like literal nails, like hex screws, into your shoe, like drilling it in, and that way it creates traction. I don't know why. If people are who sure? are listening, yes. yeah, people, I had a look, I'll send you a photo later of them too. But basically, you have these running shoes and you drill them in to the sole now. Here's the thing as well. People, they all wear studs, right? So what happens when you're running, right, in studs? The studs make contact rather than the bottom of the shoe, right, the sole of the shoe. If you drill screws or nails into the sole of the shoe, they're not going to be making contact with the ground, right? Yeah, no, exactly. You're laughing about it right now, right? It doesn't make any sense. So... What I'm saying is, right, this is a stupid idea and he should not mention it again. Now, what I wanted to ask you today was, have you heard any dumb commentary ideas over the past that you wanted to share with the podcast? Not from the top of my head. Uh, not from the, not, not from, actually, no, not from you the top of actually. Well, no, I don't have any. Do I don't you... want to – yeah, I don't want to really – well, I've heard a few. So earlier this year <laughs> – I don't want to go back to Andrew Johns, but I will. Remember when um, he talked about – now I told you about this early in the year where he had the idea of having industrial fans on the grounds whenever it was slippery and then using the industrial fans to blow out all the dew off the ground before games in slippery conditions. What? Industrial fans. Yeah, industrial fans. What's with those exotic ideas from Andrew Johns? Hey, um, I love him. That's good. It's so dumb. But um, have you seen um, have you seen the Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Yeah. So remember the scene where um, Jonah Hill's character Donnie is like on um on the loot, and he's like um. He's got, he's like Steve Madden, yeah. women's yeah, shoes. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that so, could yeah. Be, so that could be like Andrew Johns. He's like, screw in shoes. And he's like, screw in shoes. Screw in <laughs> shoes, football. <laughs> football shoes. <laughs> it could be like that. <laughs> it could be like that. Um, <laughs> That's good, yeah. The one more. You know, I, could, I could see that. And you know what? Andrew Johnson's history, well, his history is, um, <laughs> you can see him and Matty Johns, all the Fox, like all the Channel 9 people getting on it, and then you see Andrew Johns come up. Like that. Oh, yeah. yeah that's like, good. He's like, uh, football NRL players, screwing shoes, <laughs> something like that. Mm, Can't sure, read yeah. It's like, um, yeah. Um, the, the one more thing as well. Whenever, whenever, because I watch nine, I don't watch Fox Sports. I find them more, you know, more easy to listen to, the um, Channel Nine guys. But really? Yeah. Um, but no, with, I'm the opposite. Yeah, the I'm, other opposite. I'm the, I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. But you pay, for, you pay for Foxtel, you get Fox Sports. Obviously, it's going to be a bit better. I, to be honest, I, you know who the commentator, there's not really bad commentators, but the one that I really like to listen to is Cooper Cronk. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Much he more insightful. Very, and he played the game insight. recently as well, right? So the one yeah. point I was just going to make is these guys who played like 20 or 30 years ago, and they're saying, well, back in my day, this would have been different. I'm like, just commentate on how the game is right now. Who yeah, cares, cares how the hell we've played 30 years ago? That's like a Steve Roach. That's like a Steve Roach, isn't it? <laughs> well, That's I was going to say Roach. guys like Phil Gould, Andrew Johns, Brad Fiddler, they all do the same thing. I find uh, it more interesting for players, guys like Cameron Smith, Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, all Melbourne players, um, who just recently played the game because they will have a better idea of 
you know, how the game actually works and have some insight into some of the players who are currently playing right now because they played against them too. Right. One player I also like listening to is, um, who else is it? Anthony Griffin. He, he, what's, what's, he, what's he on? Fox Sports. He's a, uh, he's a sideline commentator. But guys like that, I've never, like, I've, I've never Griffin, heard of him. But like Willie, I know Willie Mason finds him annoying, and I feel like Anthony Griffin would be better as a studio analyst too. Yeah, I like um. You what? Do you listen to Triple M sometimes? No, no. I'm more. I listen to podcasts all the time too. Do you, but sometimes when when I don't catch a footy game, I like listening on Triple M. Yeah, I'm more of a ABC Sports guy. And a and but also ABC ABC Sports too. Hmm. A lot of those guys are very insightful too. Like they've got Wade Graham. They've got actually players commentating who actually can't really play in the game. Like they've got Triple have got. Um, it's usually Mark Guyer. Um, who's the other guy? I I don't know who the other guy is. Ryan Girdler. Yeah, it could be Ryan Girdler. Some uh, Ryan Girdler's on there sometimes. Yeah, it's the other main commentator. They got I wouldn't Guyer, know. I wouldn't know. I don't listen to Triple M. They got the main commentator, which I don't know his name is. Like, no, very sorry for that. But, <laughs> but they usually they've got like Wade Graham on there sometimes too, and um, Aaron Woods. Like players are actually in the game hmm. as well, and currently like, well, like currently into the game, and they can get insight. That's what I mean. Yeah, like, I enjoy, and I actually enjoy listening to that because then. They don't bring up the pass twenty four seven. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. Well, look, we'll move on from that. I think that was a good yarn from us. Um, yeah. What we're gonna do as a final sort of segment is I'm gonna play a game, and this game is called Fact or False. Too. Um. I was actually debating whether Fact or fish, Fiction works better as a title. What do you think, Fact or False or Fact or fish, Fiction? Fact or False. Fact or False. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Anthony some questions. Do you, sorry, before we begin, did you prepare any questions for this? No, I didn't. Not for you. No, okay, fine. You, um, you sprung it on me. You sprung it on me last night. I was oh, like, I, <laughs> I was about nine o'clock. I'm in bed, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. Well, look, I've got seven questions for you um, that I'm going to ask you, and I wanted to test your knowledge. Now, because this is mainly uh, we're in the finals period. A lot of these questions are surrounding people who are right now in the finals or teams are in the finals too. Mm. Let's see if you can get over half of these right. (laughs) First question. Nathan Cleary was outside the top 10 in triases this year, including final series and regular season. Fact or false? Repeat the question. Nathan Cleary was outside the top 10 in try assists this year, including final series and regular season. Fact or false? My gut's going to say fact. That's my gut. My gut's saying fact. Is that true? You are correct. Yeah, because you know why? That's it. Because you told me about Jack Cogger getting the most try assists in that last game in the Cowboys game. <laughs> This game, yeah. so you you gotta give me a hit. All right, yeah, good. One yeah. point for me, easy. Well, that's funny because I consider him the best player in the league, and I think some people do as well. But he doesn't even rank in when the top you, ten of triases. When you're the top player in the team, but you're heavily marked. Mm. Yeah, but he well, is the main conductor at the end of the day, playing the halfback right. position. But I guess you got guys like Edwards, um, Isaiah Yo, and Jerome Blua who are also feeding the ball to their players. That's right, and he's like, yeah, he's the conductor of the team, and he's always marked as well, so he doesn't really get to play. Sometimes he, I find Clear is very good at dummying. Have you seen his dummy and go? Like, he's very good at the little bit of the dummy and go. But Yeah, very yeah. good running game too, very underrated. Very, yeah, it's very underrated running game. Not many people look at him like that. Like, mm. he always has a crack mid-line. Like, he always has a crack for himself before he goes out to others. That's yeah. probably another reason why he hasn't got that many tries as well. A bit of a bull hog. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're one for one now. Number two. This is 
surrounding the player you feel like is the best player in rugby league, Cameron Munster. Cameron Munster has made the final series every year of his career. Fact or false? Fact. That's a fact. Yeah, you're correct. That's yeah, insane. That's insane. How a player is just... Yeah. Well, there's like he played one game in his rookie year, but then when it was officially his rookie, when he played more than one game, he's made the finals every single year of his career, which okay. is insane to say. I don't know if it's more saying that the teams have been good that he's been in or the quality of the player. I think it's a bit of both. Bit of both. You could say, because when he was playing with like Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater and... Cameron Smith. And Cameron Smith. He wasn't the marquee player. He was just mm. an off-cast player. But now he's sort of... They're sort of built into his play now. It's sort of his responsibility as well. Yeah. So you could probably say, yeah, a bit of both. That's right. Mm. Well, you're two out of two. All right, next one. This is for your team, Penrith Panthers. The Penrith Panthers average the least amount of points conceded per game in 2023 out of all their years recently that they've made the finals or the grand final. So between 2020 and 2022. So they've they've conceded less points. Yes. So their average conceded points per game has been less compared to their previous years where they've made the grand final of recent note. I'm going to say, I'm going to say that's a fact again. Uh-uh, wrong. Oh, False. Yeah. I believe no it was 2020 or 2021 where they had a better defense oh. yeah, compared to this year. Oh, I was thinking that, but like, okay. All right. Oh, doesn't matter. All yeah. right, let's go. Next one. Next one. <laughs> you don't really want to talk about that, huh? <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't talk about the ones we get right. All right. Question yeah, four. Yeah, go on. Go. Yeah, go. You go, you go on. You go on. Oh, fine. Okay. Go, I, you're, I thought you were going to say a point. <laughs> All right. A hooker averaged the most tackles in 2023, including the final series. A, a hooker. So I've got to name that. Um, no, no. Just, just someone who played hooker. They averaged the most tackles this season, including finals. Fact or false? That's a false. You're correct. Oh yes, it was a second rower. Who was do it? Do you know? Do you know who it is? Have a guess. Someone who makes guess. a lot of tackles as a second rower. Is this extra points? You gotta give me extra points for this. Yeah, sure. Go. Yeah, sure. Go on. I'll tell. You, I'll give uh, you a hint. He's in the finals right now. So he's in the finals right now. He's made the most tackles. Mm-hmm. Most average, most tackles. He's thinking. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking. Is it, can I get a hint? Is it New South Wales Club or Queensland Club? I I gave you a hint already. How many hints do you want? Do you want me to just tell you the player? Jeez. I'm going to say someone who's made, and he's in the final series right now. Yeah, and plays second rower. And plays second rower. Hmm. Uh, is that was he in the top four, the top um, bottom three? What is this now? What is this? Twenty questions now? All of a sudden, jeez! I'm gonna get an idea. All right, fine. I'll give you. Mind. I'll give you one hint and one more hint. All right, his team's playing this week. Oh, that makes it easier. I'm gonna say Nat Butcher. You're correct. Well done. I was, I was after all those hints. Jeez, after all those hints, yeah, just leave you off. No, I had the gut feeling it was always going to be him. I had the biggest gut feeling was going to be Nat Butcher. Yeah. But it was like, I needed to make sure it was him. Like that was more, I was actually going to say Nat Butcher. No yeah. way I got that right. Well, I, the, this leads me on to him, right? Seriously and criminally underrated as a player. Oh, hell yeah. Awesome defender. Oh, Probably doesn't, he doesn't make hundred meters per game average, but awesome defender for the Roosters. Easily been our best defender this season. 
the most consistent. I think I've told you this about. I think I threw his name actually playing Origin so you many did. times. When we did um, our Origin teams earlier this season, you're thinking about putting Nat Butcher in. He's honestly one of my favorite players in the NRL. I've always liked him, like because he's always like he's the opposite of, like Latrell Mitchell. He's not the greatest. He's not mm. X factor, but he's consistent. And you need like, blokes he's... like that too in the team. Oh hell. Bloody oath, you do. You need players. You, that's the players you want to sign because you know the players are going to work for the club and do everything in their power for their team to win. And they're not going to cost you a lot of money either. That's right. They're not going to cost you a lot of money. They'll play. They won't play for pennies. But like he probably, how much would well, really? How much roughly would you reckon that butcher be on? Four five hundred. Yeah. That's no, no, that's money. just a guess. That's just a guess. That's he wouldn't a, be on that's much. Some good money. Yeah. All right, question five. This one's a bit of a long one, so listen very carefully. Kalen Ponga in 2023 achieved the highest winning percentage and had the most try assists in his career despite playing less games than his career high of 20 games. Fact or false? Um, Repeat question. Kalen Ponga in 2023 achieved the highest winning percentage and had the most try assists in his career despite playing less games in than his career high of 20 games. Fact. Correct. Correct. So good. This year, so good. 63% winning percentage and he had 21 try assists in 19 games. Now... Last week on the podcast, I said his this season has been very similar to Tom Travojevic 2021. And he's on a very similar run, I believe, with those stats. I'm thinking if Newcastle don't have Kalen Ponga, they're probably not the winning side they are, despite guys like Gamble, Hastings playing really well and Phoenix Crosser. Kalen Ponga, Ponga is that player... I think I've told you the I think I've said this in the podcast. I've said I've said this to someone, but Kalen Pong is that player where if he were to be injured or half injured and still on the field, Newcastle would still have the confidence to win games and stuff. But if he's not on that field, they've got no confidence whatsoever. Yeah. And so really, like he's he's there, he's a great player just to have on the field. And He's certainly like you've said. He's probably one of the worst contracts, but I didn't say that. You did. You're the one that picked him in the draft. Was he? What number was he? You picked him. He was three. (laughs) Three. He was three. No, it was Daniel Seifert. He was number one. (laughs) That was number one. (laughs) Is he playing? He hasn't been. Has he been playing? I think he's been coming off the bench. Well, that's. <laughs> that, just my, that just proves my point even more. What a great, what a great run! His team's winning, comes to bench, maybe playing what what twenty thirty minutes. Yeah, gets to do his stint, comes off, watches Caelan Ponga run a muck, and <laughs> watch Newcastle win, and probably has a few beers after. Yeah, what a great life. But um, yeah, but we've said that was our list. We said he's one of the worst contracts, and he's sort of proven us wrong, isn't he? He's, I reckon he's listened to us and goes, "Stuff this, I'm going to prove Vincent Mans and Anthony how to. Um, I'm going to prove him wrong. <laughs> I'm not a bad contract. Well, if oh, we do the if we do the draft next year, he might not be in the the lottery or the the picks. We'll see how he goes. Yeah, we'll see how he goes this week at mm. Warriors at home. But yeah, mm. all right. How many questions have we got left? Two left. We've got two left. Yeah. All right, this is another Penrith player, Isaiah Yo. Yeah. As a lock, Isaiah Yo has an 80% win rate in the finals. Fact or false? He's stinking. Oh, that's a hard one. Um, I'm going to say fact. Yeah, you're right. Fact. Oh, I'm so good. Where would you rank Isaiah Yo amongst the best players? Would you have him top five, top ten, top three potentially? Top ten. There's a lot of players 
like after him, but let's have him in the top. Yeah, top ten. I have him top five. Really? You yeah. Have, oh, I put. Probably... I put. I have him just above him. Cleary, Munster, potentially Tedesco. Oh, that's tough, actually. And then maybe Yo after that. Yeah. Like cool. I don't know who else I put over them, over him, are you because talking, are you talking you've got to take into current... consideration, like, all the stuff that he's achieved over the last few years too. And plus, mean... just how important your team is to his, how important he is to Penrith to your team. Didn't we go over who are the best locks in position? Yeah, the best forwards. Yeah, best forwards. Didn't we go, didn't we go over that? And we put well, I put Cam Murray. First, only because they're the similar player, but mm. Kieran Murray adds that little bit more of spark and a bit more adversity in attack. Yeah. Whereas Io, but you need your Zio's look at he's changed the game. Panthers playing him the way that Penrith do, he's changed the game. And every team needs a ball playing like like him nowadays. That's right. That's just modern modern football. All right, last one. Oh, this is another Penrith question. And a Sydney Roosters question. Last one. Penrith Panthers average home rec- uh, home crowd this season was greater than the Sydney Roosters. Fact or false? Oh, was so the home crowds was greater than the Roosters? Yeah, on average. That's fact. I can tell you that's fact. No, it's false. Really? So Roosters get more people at their crowds. Yeah, so I have the numbers here. So Penrith averaged 19,100 people per game, while the Roosters averaged 22,868. And that's all from Rugby League Project, I believe. I got that's, that's where I got the stats from. But I think in part of it is that we have the bigger stadium at Allianz Stadium compared to you guys who have the more local suburban crowd of, that can fit less people. Have you ever tried going to a Panthers game in 2023? Why the heck would I go to a Penrith game? Because it's close to you. It's not that far. When you think about it, it's probably the, besides Campbelltown, it's probably the next closest um, stadium to or To Duke. us. Yeah, well, to us to as us. well. Yeah, potentially. Um, maybe just... maybe if they if Roosters beat Melbourne this week, they'll face Penrith next week. Yeah, we'll go. We'll see if we can go. That'd be, actually, you know what? We might get, we'll go tickets to the game. We'll do maybe a podcast commentary. Maybe, yeah. Game, maybe. We'll see. Mm. It's very hard to get tickets. I can tell you that right now because it's a very small stadium. They want to do upgrades to it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to take out um, Panthers, the trots, Panthers trotting track. Mm. That's what I think across the road. So that's that's what I believe is happening. And they're gonna build a massive stadium. Apparently, this actually no, sorry, they're gonna re. It's either gonna get the pair of trolley track, or they're gonna rebuild that stadium. And there were talks about Penrith going, having their home stadium be Bank West. Really? For a bit. Okay. Yeah, I I don't have much knowledge around that area too. You probably have better knowledge around me, considering you're the Penrith supporter. Yeah, I live a bit close to the area mm. as well. Well, yeah. overall, well done. I think you got two questions wrong. Um, and they're all about the... Penrith players, uh, Penrith Panthers. So that's um, and that's concerning as a Penrith extra... fan. What about my extra point for getting that butcher? Oh, yeah, you I... get extra points. So you got, what, six out six. of eight? Six out of eight? Six. Pretty good. That's, good. that's heaps good. Yeah. I can't believe I got that butcher right. I'll, I'll have, like, when you told me a second roll, I was like, it's going to be that butcher, eh? Yeah. I wanted to, like. I just wanted to suck out the NCOV. I well, well, I gave you a few hints as well. So he's the top tackler. Yeah, he is. He averages the most tackles in the league. How many tackles does he average again? Uh, oh, man. Off the top of my head, it's something like 40 or 53 or something. 43 or 53. It's one of those two. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Both of those numbers are ridiculous. Yeah. Well, um, anyways, we'll wrap up the podcast there. Um, Anthony, thank you for joining me once again and presenting your insights and trying to get us all these questions. I got them all right almost. Just yeah. Too off, but it's all right. I might 
we'll probably make some questions for you and then you can try and answer my questions. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. All right. Well, um, thank you for listening to the podcast, everybody. If you want to follow Anthony on Instagram, it's at Anthony, uh, Ant underscore Booker. If you want to follow me, I'm on there as well. Uh, The podcast is on Instagram, Twitter or X, threads. Uh, You can find me on TikTok as well where I post some highlights from the podcast too. Um, Thank you for listening. Give us a follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and enjoy the rest of your day, guys. Bye.